This is a Hoff Studios podcast. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. We've all seen The Bachelor. You know, the show where a bunch of hot girls all vie for the attention of a hot guy in the hopes of scoring some alone time with him in a wooden bathtub? Yeah, that one. Well, my friend Chelsea Vaughn was one of those girls. She's a model, podcaster, and influencer now, but in 2020, she was on the 25th season of The Bachelor. And she's here in the studio with me to answer all of our burning Bachelor questions. How did she get on the show? What is it like being on the show? And does The Bachelor Mansion have an in-house waxing lady? I've got the tea and it's boiling. I'm your host, Harry Hill, and this is Harry Tales. Chelsea Vaughn, welcome to Harry Tales. How are you? Thank you. I'm so excited to be here, be a guest on Harry Tales. Yes. Yeah, so Chelsea, actually, I went on Chelsea's podcast, Vulnerable. Chelsea Vaughn, Vulnerable. Thank you. Now we're on Harry Tales, Harry Tales. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to start this off by asking you kind of a weird question. This is a question that I learned in high school. And I also want to ask it because I think anybody listening can use this question whenever you're talking to somebody and you want to just like jump in and get a sense of who this person is right off the bat without, well, it is weird. It's a weird question. So I'm just going to ask it. Okay. I can't wait. (laughs) If you could have any two liquids come out of your thumbs when sucked, what would they be? I've actually heard this question before. It might have. Was it me at Cassie Beach House? Oh my God. It might have been you. Because I do. I've been asking this for a while, (laughs) but. I think you asked me. Okay. One would have to be water. I'm a practical girl. Yes. I hate having to like get water and like I'm always dehydrated. So I think that would be ideal. The other. Ooh. I don't. I'm not like a much of a drinks person. Like I don't do like coffee or soda or juices. I would pick maybe like a black and white milk, black and white milkshake from Shake Shack. Okay, nice. <laughs> wow, that's so specific. Yeah. I usually do water, and then my other one is usually like champagne or yeah, maybe a coffee. Wait, why did I forget about alcohol? I was gonna say when you said I'm not a drinks person, I was like, oh, she doesn't drink. <laughs> no, no, I, I meant like, like I was like, I've, I've definitely like seen you drink. <laughs> no, I did not mean alcohol. Wait, I want to change my answer to like a a really expensive red wine. Yeah. Like a nice. Cabernet or like a Montepulciano. Montepulciano <laughs> coming out of her thumb. Yes. That's awesome. Class. So, uh, so maybe you have heard that question. Maybe I've asked it to you before because I usually like love to ask like a table of people. I think it was just yeah. so that everybody freaks out, but then is also like, oh, this is a safe spot to like be a weirdo. Yeah. That's why I asked the question. But you and I met because we went on a vacation together. Yes. To Las Vegas. It's like the storied Las Vegas trip of 2022. Literally, this trip is like the trip that <laughs> it never ends. Like every guest I've had on the podcast is like, oh, how'd you guys meet on this one Vegas trip? On the trip to Vegas. So it was 
like a bunch of influencers, creators that Serena cobbled together, yes. Serena Kerrigan. She brought us all to Vegas. We stayed at uh, the Virgin Hotel. It was like off the strip, but it was such a fun trip. And it was kind of like summer camp because it was just a bunch of us getting together. We had never met each other before. I don't think I'd met you before that. No, and I didn't actually realize this until I went on um, Holly's podcast, Hot Girl Talks. She said that her and Serena had never met before that trip. Yeah. Even her and Serena didn't know each other. Yeah. <laughs> no, like we were all just kind of like, okay, hey, what's up? I thought but, Serena knew everyone that she invited, though. Yeah, leave it. Apparently to, not. Yeah, leave it to Serena to like, you know, get to know people in Vegas. So funny. So that's how we met. But I'm excited to have you on because you were on The Bachelor, and I have a million questions about what it's like being on The Bachelor, what it means to be a bachelor, what the difference between bachelor and bachelorette. I have a lot of questions about social media dating. We're going to go through some social media kind of dating faux pas because I feel like you're a good person to ask as somebody in the romance space. <laughs> so you're kind of like a professional romantic, I would say, because, you know, The Bachelor is a dating show. Um, so we're going to get into it. You're wearing this dress, though, that I really want to quickly call out. Me and Chelsea record our podcast in the same studio. Every week, Chelsea looks like the most stunning goddess on this couch. Her legs are 19 miles long. She's always draped on this couch. And I tell my producers, like, okay, but, like, I want to look like that. Like, <laughs> I want to look like that. Meanwhile, I'm having my producers, like, make sure that, like, the cameras are, like, perfectly angled so that, like, the slope of my nose in the one position, like, looks right. So I just want to say... Kudos to you for being a model because <laughs> it looks like a lot of fun. Absolutely stunning. What is this dress? <laughs> I feel like I'm on the red carpet. I'm wearing BCBG Max's Rhea. Max, Max's Rhea. Mm -hmm. Remember when they did a collab with Miley Cyrus? No. It was like the party in the USA. I thought it was, I always said Max as Rhea because I didn't know what I was talking about. But it was like, if I explain it, you might recognize it it was Miley Cyrus wearing a fedora and like little jean shorts and a yellow plaid shirt Marty knows what I'm talking about <laughs> Marty our producer knows the Max Azria Miley Cyrus collaboration but this dress is amazing thank it's you beautiful. thank you and I uh I dressed up today good yeah I don't always look like this like on the pot though like last week I came in here in a 1992 giant hoodie with no makeup on no but you <laughs> no but you do be you do be stunting on this couch so um I'm excited to get into it let's let's talk bachelor let's talk all right chelsea so on this podcast hairy tales i'm really trying to define uh, hairy tales as a fairy tale moment that actually happens mm -hmm. and i think that one of your hairy tale moments is going on the bachelor would you agree i would agree it definitely changed my life as fairy tales do absolutely yeah. can you tell me how and i know that you've talked about this a million times you've done the bachelor podcast segments but can you just tell us the harry tales listeners how you came to be on the bachelor how does that happen my thing when i'm watching reality tv and i will let you talk <laughs> is that when i'm watching a, a reality show m my main question is how did those people decide that they wanted to do this? So can you tell us how you decide to do that? 
<laughs> okay, I'll tell you a different story than I've ever told anyone else. Yes. <laughs> An exclusive. Yes. Um, An exclusive. I didn't realize this until I was like looking back on my life afterwards, but I've applied to multiple reality shows. And I didn't like, I never had a goal in my head that was like, I really want to be on reality TV. But I guess somewhere deep down inside, I had that goal. So like the first show I ever applied for was America's Next Top Model. I was going to say, yes. it had to be America's Next Top Model. Had to, had to. I watched that growing up, like always wanted to be on it, dreamed of it when I was like, okay, when I turn 18, I'm going to be on ANTM. And the season I applied for was actually like a college edition season. Like she was starting to do different things, I think, to like try to help the ratings. And so I filmed all these little videos at my college and I applied and I like made it past a couple rounds. I did a home video that apparently Tyra watched and Ooh. and decided she didn't want me. So yeah. <laughs> didn't make it. And then after that, like the timing of Top Model was just like it switched to VH1, I think. It was just going downhill, whatever. So I never applied again. Then there was this show. I think it was like one season called House of DVF. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I kind of do. It was like Diane von Furstenberg hiring, like, it was a competition and one person would get hired to be like her, work for her and be a fashion assistant. Okay. And my degree is in fashion. So I was like, oh, this is perfect for me. Applied for that. Heard nothing. And then <laughs> it was COVID and I was at my mom's house in Atlanta and me and my mom and my sister have always watched The Bachelor. Like I was always a fan. I've watched it growing up. Um... And I literally was just like, let me just see what the application process looks like. So I just got on my like iPad, Googled bachelornation.com. It's only three questions. Like it literally said like, what's your Instagram? What's your name? And why do you want to be on this show? And I and, and include one picture. So I just put one picture and then in the box where like you could type a whole thing of why you want to be on the show. I just put to find a husband, duh. That's it. And then the next thing I know, a producer called me and I screened it because I was like, LA like what is this I didn't think it was real and then she left me a message like this is the producer from The Bachelor and it kind of just snowballed from there and then I ended up on the show okay so you were in college or you were out of college when you got The Bachelor oh Bachelor was after college this was 2020 so this was like yeah only a few years ago but when you were in America's Next Top Model, the running oh. to be on it. And yes. like, so you were, so going on reality TV was something that you like wanted to do for a minute. I didn't realize that until I ended up on it. And then I was like, wait, I've applied for a lot of reality shows. So I guess, yes. Okay. So you're, <laughs> would you say that you're like a natural born entertainer, like star? Were you like the kid that was always singing and like <laughs> dancing around? Like, look at me. I definitely have an entertainer side for sure. I am a Leo rising and a okay. Leo moon and Leos are known for like being entertainers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Leo. Mm -hmm. I could so see you on ANTM. I think Tyra missed out, but honestly, like a lot of girls. The that later I know, seasons though, it's probably a good thing that you like didn't do that. No, I, I agree. I think there's girls that I know from like just modeling industry stuff and like they went on it and they said that it hurt their careers. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because so, people were like, you're a reality star, not a real model, even though it's kind of like. The lines are blurred now. Absolutely. <laughs> totally. Okay. So you get onto The Bachelor. Yes. And how long is the process between getting a call from a producer in LA to walking into the mansion? I applied during the summer of 2020 and then September we started filming. So it was only a few months. Wow. Yeah. It all happened very fast. And like, I honestly was dating, like I was on the apps and dating in this time because I didn't really think I was going to be on the show. Like uh -huh. I was just like, ah, oh, it's another casting, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And then I had to tell this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was dating this guy and I went on like two dates with him. 
And right before our second date, I'm talking, I am dressed, makeup on, about to walk out the door. I got a call from a producer that was pretty much like, you're going to be on this show. And I was like, well, what am I supposed to do now? Like, I'm supposed to meet him in 20 minutes. So I just went. And then by that second date anyway, I was like, I don't like this man. But I figured it would be easier to just be like, I'm going on a TV show instead. Totally. So I told him that and he didn't believe me. And he was like, if you don't want to date me, you don't have to make something up. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, sir, I'm actually going on a TV show. Sir, turn on ABC in three months. You'll see me. Number one, I don't like you. But also, I am going on a show and I'm not lying. It's on ABC, right? I wasn't making that up. Yeah, it's ABC. Okay, okay, cool. Okay, so... When you get the show, do they send you a a huge thing that says, like, here's what you need to do, like, be here at this time, like, we're going to pick you up? Like, is it like... Yeah, you would think it would be bigger. Like, I feel like when I found out that I was going on the show, it was like a little bit anticlimactic. Okay. Because it was just so much casting and stuff. And then by the time it was like, I feel like I never got an email that was like, you're on it. It kind of was just like things just kept continuing and then all of a sudden there was a plane ticket. Like gradually and then all at once you're on The Bachelor. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So you show up and you've never met any of these girls. No, no. And you don't know who The Bachelor is going to be. I did. So for my season it was different because they chose Matt during COVID and like personally I think they chose him as a reaction to Black Lives Matter movement and the fact that they had never had a Black Bachelor and they were kind of like I was going to ask if he was the first black bachelor. Yeah, he was first black bachelor. And my season was like the most diverse that they've ever had still. Um, And it was like at the time people were like making petitions like you've never had a black bachelor in 25 seasons. da da da. And so I feel like they kind of had their feet to the fire and they chose him way earlier than they normally choose a bachelor. So I already knew who it was before I applied. That's the only reason I applied. Oh, Mm -hmm. so for that season, they were like, all right, you guys, we're going to show you who the bachelor is. Now come apply. Yep. Huh. Because you, before they would show the guy only when you got out of the car and got much. up to the mansion. Okay. Yeah. Like some people knew a few days ahead of time, but like the older seasons, they didn't know who it was until I stepped out of the limo. Wait. So then you, were you able to like go on Instagram and stalk this guy before mm-hmm. you got to the house? Yeah. And was he an influencer before that? He was like besties with Tyler Cameron. And so they had like this quarantine crew situation on TikTok. Cute. And so like, I watched a few of the TikToks and like I Googled him a little bit, but I wasn't trying to be like, yeah. I didn't want to know too much. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's hot as fuck. So <laughs> I've, I've, I've seen him out. Like I actually was just oh, at yeah. this sunglasses thing and we were like in this picture together and I don't think I've ever talked to him, but it's just funny how, you know, how these events work and you'll random be, randomly be in a picture with somebody that you don't like, you don't actually talk to. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was, um, it was him. Yeah. It was the bachelor, but, um, <laughs> The main question that I have been asked about you coming on the show is, did you actually want to find love? Like, that's the, I think, do girls go on The Bachelor to find love or do they just want like a little moment in the spotlight? I actually went because I thought, because I knew who Matt was obviously beforehand. I genuinely thought like we would have a connection and that I could potentially fall in love with him like that sounds however it sounds whatever naive I guess but like I would have never applied for the bachelor just to be on the bachelor like I would have never applied for like no offense Peter like pilot Peter or like Colton or like Ben Higgins like it's just I have a type Uh (laughs) it's hot tall black guys (laughs) so that was perfect (laughs) 
he lived in New York. And I was like, okay. Like, he was the only reason I applied for the show. Okay. As much as people want to be like, oh my God, everyone wanted to be an ambulance. Like, obviously, Mm -hmm. I'm not dumb. I knew there was a chance it might turn me into, I don't know, whatever it is. Of course. But, like, that wasn't the reason behind me applying. Okay. Yeah. And do you think that that was apparent with all the girls? Or do you think that there were girls that you could see from the get were just there for some clout, some attention, just to be on TV? We had like such a good, genuine group of girls. Like I actually, a lot of them didn't apply. So like, I'm kind of the exception in that role, me and Abigail. Um, Wait, what do you do if you don't apply? A lot of people were reached out to by producers. So then is everybody an influencer? I mean, no, actually a lot of them weren't. I don't know how they find the people. Because when you're watching The Bachelor, I've only watched one season with an ex-boyfriend of mine. He was really into it. Cause it's multiple nights a week, right? No, Bachelor's only one night. Okay. Sometimes they do Monday, Tuesday, but okay. usually it's one That's what night. I'm thinking of. Yeah. But um, when I was watching it, it would say like, you know, Grace, nurse. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so if she didn't apply, yeah. how did, did they go to the hospital to scout <laughs> cute girls to be on The Bachelor? Yeah, I think that on the older seasons, it was more like most people applied. Or you can be nominated. So, like, I could nominate you for the next season of The Bachelor. If they ever have a gay bachelor, which I hope they do. Well, I was going to ask about a gay bachelor. But so most of the girls were chosen and then they just sh- kind of show up and they're like, here we are. I mean, they also had to go through casting. Well, of, of course. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, producers will reach out to people now on social media. I've seen producers on dating apps. Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. So they're infiltrating. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. So you, you get to The Bachelor. You last seven episodes. Is that correct? I think so. Yeah. I think you, I think you got out on the... Seventh episode, yeah. I think. And so when you got out... I'm so sorry. Did you cry? <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> I did not. Okay. I, I actually only cried once the whole time I was there, which I shouldn't be a badge of honor, but like, I feel like from what I was going through, that's pretty legit. Like girls were crying all day, every day. Um, I wasn't super emotionally involved because I never got a one-on-one date with The Bachelor. So like, I feel like when you get that one-on-one time and you spend hours together and you like, you think like, oh my God, we really have this connection, da, da, da. Like I never got to that point. So I saw him for a few minutes every day or a few minutes on a date or a few minutes, like we got to talk after the date. Like it wasn't, I wasn't invested enough to cry. Okay, cool. So did you feel like since you never got that one-on-one time, which I guess I didn't know that not everybody got that. No. So once once you make it as far as I did, there's generally like only one or two people left that haven't had a one-on-one. Like everybody else has. So I was like that one girl that was like, week four, still no one-on-one. Week five, still no one-on-one. Like, why am I here? Group date after group date. Like I went on five group dates. Wow. And then I got sent home. So it was just like, yeah. After there was one girl that got a second one-on-one before I got one. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Let me out. Pack it up. Pack it up. (laughs) So we are going to talk about logistics, but once you got off The Bachelor, was it like instant overnight Instagram success? No, no, no. So there is a time period in between getting off, finishing filming and the show airing. Okay. So there's like a few months where you have to kind of like 
lay low. low. Yeah, not let anyone um, know what happened. Obviously, you can't really tell anyone anything. Um, and then the show airs in January. So it's not until January through March when you get potentially Instagram followers. So that was a, a quiet Christmas for you. You were like, <laughs> I had just gotten off The Bachelor. Like, I'm waiting for it to air. You're just like minding your business. I was kind of anxious, to be honest. Like, I was like, I don't know what they're going to air. I don't know how I'm going to look. And also there was... um. At that point, could you tell people that you had filmed it or is it literally like so secret? I only told people that like you would knew. worry if I was missing. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if you just fell off the face of the earth, people that would hit you up to be like, are like you, you good? You told your mom, like you yes, were like, I'm yes. going on the best. I told my family yeah, yeah. Um, and like a couple of close friends that would literally be worried if they hadn't heard from me in months. Um, but yeah, yeah, there's a couple of months in between when it airs. Okay, cool. Yeah. So you went on The Bachelor seven dates he he doesn't give you the rose that's how you get off yeah okay and didn't get a rose and you fly free and now you're now you've done a second episode or a second season yes bachelor in paradise yes which we can talk about a little bit but i really want to talk about logistics bachelor logistics we've got chelsea here she was on the bachelor she knows everything She's going to answer all of our burning questions because I don't think other people would necessarily ask these questions. Like, I need to know my friend Rebecca, shout out to Rebecca, she wants to know if a waxing person came to the Bachelor Mansion. <laughs> um, there was no on-set waxer that I know of. I wasn't offered a wax. <laughs> um, I think that you try to do all of those little things beforehand because you don't know how long you're gonna stay. Okay. So like if you're getting lash extensions and gel nails and like all this stuff, like those last what, a couple of weeks? Okay, wait, so this is the the starter question is how long do you film for? It's up to six weeks. I wasn't there the whole time, obviously. <laughs> I did not uh, make it to the end, but I was there for a month, a full month. A full month. And when you get there, how long does it take for you to get settled in before you start filming? Or is it like immediate? Um, there's a couple of days because we had. Yeah, there's a couple of days. Do you have any allies with any of the producers? Like to me, if I was going on a reality show, I would need to find that one producer that I'm like, OK, that is my like safety person. Like this is my person that I can talk to, actually talk to in this like chaotic space. I had one producer that I like actually trusted, um, but I still didn't trust her fully. Totally. Just because obviously I wanted someone that could be my safe space and I could actually talk to, but you can't trust any of them. Like you can't. Because they're just going to throw you under the bus. Or use it against you, you know? Like if you really are like telling someone your deepest, darkest secrets totally. or like what makes you yes. tick or triggered and then later all of a sudden... That's happening on a group date. Yes, totally. Like, <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, if you're like, oh my god, like I'm so excited to be here, but like I hate butterflies, then like they're gonna bring a box of butterflies. Butterfly and, like, date. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so drinking on reality TV is a huge form of like social lubricant, obviously, and it's emphasized when you go on these shows. I've heard. Were you guys drinking on The Bachelor? Yeah, we definitely were drinking. We. <laughs> My season? We were definitely drinking. Yeah, no, we were definitely drinking. Um, I was trying really hard to get drunk, but it was difficult because... 
Is it an open bar situation? Like, is it like, are they like, go, go, drink, drink, drink? It's pretty, it's pretty open. Um, but nobody was like, I feel like a lot of reality shows, they talk about how people like. Yeah, like Jersey Shore. Yeah, it no, like, it wasn't like that. They weren't like, get hammered. Okay. Um, we were doing it on our own. <laughs> but like, it's just such long days and we're really tired and there's like a lot of, you're up all night, whatever. And so like, you know, when you're in that state, it's just really hard to get drunk. Yeah. No? Well, that, that happens to me. Whenever I'm like not in a perfect like state of being or homeostasis, I guess, my body is like, we're not getting drunk right now. Yeah. Like it's kind of just like you're going to drink and you're just going to feel kind of like sluggish and yeah, stupid. Yeah. And yeah. nothing happens. But there was one, one day of the whole time I was there where I successfully got hammered. And it was because. Was it on TV? Well, yes. But they didn't show me much that night because I already had a rose. So I got a rose on a group date. And I got to go to the rose ceremony and be that girl that's like, I don't have to worry about anything tonight. Like, I got the rose already. And so I was like, this is my chance. And I got, I got lit. And it was so fun. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So where do you guys sleep? We, so my season wasn't in the Bachelor Mansion. Okay. Because it was COVID. So we were at a resort in Pennsylvania and we slept. It's like a resort. So there was like rooms. And do you get your own room? No. Okay, so you're on TV all day, every day, and then you have to go and share a room with Jessica? (laughs) Who are you sharing a room with? Uh, My roommate's name was Ileana. She went home in the second week, but I actually loved it. Wait, so if you go home, if she went home the second week, you're like, bye, (laughs) and then you like shut the door? I did have a room to myself for a while because she went home early. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay, cool. But I loved having, it was like nice to like go back and like decompress, and we would like journal at night before we went to bed together. Okay, so it's kind of giving like rehab in a little (laughs) bit. (laughs) i'm kidding i'm kidding so so you guys are filming six weeks you're in the resort (laughs) where does where does the bachelor stay he was in a different area like we were it was a big ass resort it's called nimicolon it's like a really nice place um but they have different kind of areas like we were in an area called the chateau and then there was another area called something else and he stayed over there and so i i forgot to ask but cell phones are obviously not allowed and they take them from you yeah as soon as you get there all of your electronics are taken and do they search you no they okay. didn't okay. like body search yeah, yeah. <laughs> like so you could like shove a nokia like <laughs> up the thing and like I guess technically I could have shoved a burner one of my favorite reality tv show tropes is when a contestant calls their mom crying and is like mom I can't do this like I want to go home it's very real world did you ever call your mom or your anybody in your like did you call anybody crying like I can't do this no I could you can't oh duh okay sorry I'm like they take your phones did you did you call anyone (laughs) no like you know on real world did you used to watch yeah yeah, okay so they used to have that like house phone yes no we didn't have a phone at all Okay. Yeah. So all you guys had was each other. Literally. And would it be like, all right, you guys, thanks for filming today. Go to your rooms and don't talk to anybody. (laughs) Or was it like, okay, just go back to your section and you guys can like do whatever you want. It depends on like how late it was when we wrapped. Like usually we were just begging to go to bed. Like we were just waiting until they told us that we were allowed to. And then we'd go up and like go to sleep because we would only get like a certain number of hours. So we were like trying to like run to bed. So we had enough time. Oh, and then because then you would wake up and start filming at like 6 a.m. Well, we'd have to do like interviews. And then if you had a date that day, you have to start getting ready for your group date or your one on one or whatever. Okay, styling. 
who brings the clothes? Do you bring your own clothes? Do they bring your clothes? Do you have makeup and hair every single day? When you said nails and like eyelashes, I was honestly surprised because that is something that I would think that they would take care of for you. Nothing was taken care of. <laughs> I brought all of my own clothes. I packed. You have to pack as if you're going to stay there for six weeks. You bring your own clothes. Everything. And like there's not that much time in between when you finding out that you're going to go on and like you going. So I had to like express ship all these clothes, buy all this stuff. So is it expensive going on The Bachelor? I would say, yeah, especially in like the olden days, <laughs> the olden days, the olden days, the old bachelor, when people would quit their jobs to go on the show. Yeah. Like nurse Jessica is like, sorry, guys, quitting like, at the hospital. Oh, my so God. So not only do you have to quit your job, you have to buy a bunch of stuff like there's a and then you go home week two. Literally. She's no. like back at the hospital. Like, can I actually <laughs> like take my shift back? <laughs> there was one girl that like famously said she spent like twenty thousand dollars and like refinanced her home to pay for all of the clothes that she bought to go on the show. Cause you have to buy gowns for every rose ceremony too. So. You heard it here first folks. The bachelor does not comp your clothing. <laughs> they let you pick your own clothes. That's insane to me because I mean, that's insane to me as somebody who would show up every day wearing the most random clothes possible. Like obviously you're a model. So like, you know, you could show up in a burlap sack and it would look good. <laughs> But, like, did that ever stress you out? Like, were you guys ever, like, in each other's rooms, like, fuck, 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 what do we wear on the date? Yeah, I think because, as you said, like, you have no idea how long you're actually going to be on there. And so by week, I don't know, it was, like, a few rose ceremonies in. I was like, wait, I didn't think I was going to be here this long. Like, yeah, I believed in myself, but I didn't think I was going to be here this long. Like, it's about to be hometowns. So I had one more dress left before I was going to have to start borrowing people's dresses. And like towards the end, we were all like just switching like, OK, you wore that on week two. Like, can I wear that to the rose ceremony tonight? Because you're not able to like go to Sephora, like go to like DSW. <laughs> no. You're not allowed to like drive off. No. So I bought like full sized everything, like my makeup before I left and then just started fresh so that I made sure I wasn't going to run out of like an eyebrow pencil. They don't give you a makeup artist? No, nobody gets a makeup artist unless you are at the finale. That's insane to me. I I mean, but I guess that makes sense. There's how many girls at oh, the start? 25? No, 20? on our season, we had the most contestants ever. 32. 32. Okay, yeah. So doing makeup for 32 people would take 14 hours. But have you ever been on set of like, have you ever been an extra on like a TV show? Yeah, yeah. They like have they somebody there to like, yes. for like 50 people. They could have. Yeah. They could have. That's crazy to me. I stopped wearing like... I pretty much towards the end just wasn't wearing makeup for like, unless we were going on a date, like towards the end when we were just like have the little girl chats or like sit in a group and they'd be like, how are you feeling? You're the only one that still doesn't have a date. I would just be sitting there with no makeup on and be like, yeah, you're it like, sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no phone, no clothes. I'm unhappy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I made it, I made it till the last week of my last dress and yeah. And luckily you're not supposed to, you can't tell anyone that you're going on the show. So I hinted that I might be doing something You didn't really even cool. tell your best friend. Like no, you I said. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, but I mean like clothing, people that could maybe give you some clothing. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. So You can't I, go to Abercrombie and be like, I'm going to be on The Bachelor. Right. I knew designers that I had modeled for in the past, and I kind of just said like, hey, I'm going to have a really cool opportunity that you might want to see your designs on. And so my night one dress was literally a couture gown from this designer that he handmade. And it was like 
the whole like that was like my claim to fame on the show it was like my night one dress was like the hugest deal and it was, was it the black dress yeah okay yeah i know they, what you're talking about yeah with the, he let with me the cut with out the back. Yes. Yeah. yes and okay, the train yeah. was like yeah. as long as this room but yeah it was yeah. iconic um you look stunning <laughs> thanks but yeah i borrowed that and i borrowed a few other dresses from my roommate because she had like a lot of for whatever reason she had a lot of um like gowns and so i borrowed a lot of stuff so i didn't spend that much money but i i I don't know. Maybe I spent like, I spent less than a thousand. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh some my God, that's pretty good. No, yeah. some people spent, some people were wearing like thousand dollar dresses. Okay. So you made friends obviously with some of the girls. Did you have, was it like, cause I remember America's Next Top Model, for example, it was very quick to have like little groups in the house. Yeah. Was it like that there? Um, I think there were like in the beginning, since there were so many of us, there were definitely like little cliques forming. Okay. Just because that happens when there's 32 women, like, or 32 people at all. Like, it's just going to happen. You're going to gravitate towards certain people. But then people would go home so quickly, like the rose ceremony after rose ceremony. And then you'd lose, you know, like we were all kind of close towards the end. Like I made it, when I went home, there were eight girls left. Um, so I felt like I was pretty close with all of them. And are you friends with any of them still today? Yeah. Piper lives here. Serena was just here on my podcast. Kids. Kids. Um, Abigail, I'm going to see in California next month. Okay, so, cool. Yeah. So yeah. it's like y- y- y'all are, it's like camp friends. Yeah. No. Camp bachelor. We are definitely still. And then like, I don't know. It's almost like you run in the same circles now because it's like people from other seasons live in New York and then there's an event and then we're all at the same thing. Like totally. We had a smart water event recently and like literally everyone in bachelor nation was at the smart water. Bachelor nation. <laughs> and do you wear the bachelor nation like tag with pride? Um, that's an interesting question. I've never been asked. I just feel like it bothers me when it's like the only thing that people want to like talk about or the only thing that people think I'm like, I have to say, you yes. know, like I don't like to be put in boxes. Um, so that's the only reason I have a problem with it. But like, obviously that's how people got to know me. So I'm never going to be like ashamed of that or totally. like whatever. Like I'm grateful for it. Okay. Last logistic food. Food in the house, because that's another thing. And I keep on bringing up America's Sex Top Model, but it's like one of the like core reality TV show memories that I have. But food is also one of those things where when I'm thinking of like traveling or going on vacation, like food is one of those things where like you can eat vacation food for like three days before (laughs) you start to just be like, all right, I need like cucumbers or something. Like what did you guys eat? So I'm I'm really like the anomaly in this because of us not filming The Bachelor Mansion. So totally. what I've heard is the Bachelor Mansion, they have to cook their own food, Ugh. which is like so ghetto. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but like the things that we were going through, like the amount of time, if I had to cook my own food on this show and do everything else I was doing, that would have been the thing that put me over the edge. Like, I understand why people quit and go home like that. Like we're doing we're filming for 20 hours a day. I'm getting no sleep. You're asking me about my feelings every day. And now I have to go home and cook myself eggs like what? <laughs> Did you, like, did you guys, um, sorry, I literally had a question and then it evaded me. Um, but I can tell you about our food that I had. Okay. Yeah. Tell us about your food. So uh, we were at a nice resort and it was catered. So we had catered meals. Amazing. Yeah. Did lovely. Did anybody in your season quit? Yeah. A couple people sent themselves home. And so what it, what does that entail? Is it like you sign yourself out and you leave? Are the producers like... I actually like, don't know. Um, like one day they're just like, 
sorry, Sadie's not here anymore. And everybody's like, huh? <laughs> um, two people left. And they left after I left. So I didn't see anyone send themselves home before I left. Okay. Yeah. Well, it they left like, because you left. <laughs> once it gets down to like the, the end, once like families start getting involved and then like things start getting really, really serious, I think that's, that's when people are like, I gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So like Kit sent herself home and so did Serena Pitt. Nice. Yeah. Okay. They were like, eh. Not for me. Not for me. Yeah. Who won that season? Rachel Kirkconnell. Cool. Are you guys friends? Yeah. Are you still friends with The Bachelor? I would say friends. Yeah, we're friendly. Okay, I don't cool. like, I don't see him that much considering they live in New York, I guess. Um, but I saw Rachel a couple, couple weeks ago at Rachel Lindsay's book premiere. The way that he's literally one of your exes. <laughs> I love calling him my ex because it's so funny and like so far from the truth. <laughs> kind of is though. 20 hours a day. Y'all were dating. But no, they're still together. It's been, we're at two and a, wait. When did I say the show was filmed? September? Okay, it'll be three. Whoa, my God. It'll be three years in September. Holy oh, shit. Oh, three-year anniversary. Batch Nation. Wow. Okay, well, speaking of your ex, speaking of dating, let's get into some dating app conundrums. Okay. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Harry FM. Catch me on the newest episode of Astro Sluts, a podcast about dating, friendship, and pop culture all through the lens of everyone's favorite scientific vertical, astrology. I recently joined co-hosts Aubrey and Danny in their Chicago studio to talk through which star signs each American Girl doll would be. And this wasn't just a Molly's a Gemini and Samantha's a Leo moment. We went doll by doll and discussed their personality traits and their unique upbringings to assign each one a rising, a sun, and a moon. You are not going to want to miss this doll-studded, star-studded podcast. Listen to the latest episode of Astro Sluts today. Dating 101 with Chelsea Vaughn. I feel like you would be a great person to talk to about dating because, as I said, you are in the business of romance. (laughs) It's your professional duty to be a good date. So I asked my followers like a week ago, about their dating app X turn-ons and turn-offs, essentially. Because it's always so interesting to me what somebody will swipe away from or swipe right on, like what they will be like, oh, this is like something that I absolutely need in my life, like sign me up. So we're gonna go through some of the turn-offs. So like when you're on a dating app and you see this, this would make you immediately swipe left. Mm Because the interesting thing about this, of course, one man's trash is another man's treasure. (laughs) People were sending me the same things for like the turn ons and the turn offs. So I was like, oh, I feel like I just want your opinion. Okay. Only picks wearing sunglasses. Left. Left. Yeah. Okay. You're like, let me see those eyes. Well, I want to see what you look like. That's what we're doing here. Like this isn't love is blind. Totally, totally. <laughs> Holding an espresso martini. A guy sent this, in, but it kind of makes sense. Like, if a guy, if a guy was holding an espresso martini, would you be like, okay, fruity pie? <laughs> it wouldn't necessarily turn me on or off. Okay, like it's just like whatever. It's just like okay, if it was an espresso martini in every single pick, like it might be a problem. Yeah. If it was just one, I could let that slide. This is what kind of sparked this whole question for me. Holding a fish. <laughs> um, 
People are very, very upset about the fish holding things. Because it's a it's a meme at this point. It's yes. funny to be upset about it. Yeah. Whatever. But like what do you think? It's not about the fish for me. <laughs> it's about the type of guy that's holding a fish. Okay. That's not my type. Yeah. The guys that are holding holding a fish and like go no, no. And I'm from the South. Like it's just not it's So you probably see that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's giving a guy that I would never date. Okay. So I probably, yeah, I probably would have to say Swipe no. Swipe left. Yeah. Okay. Left. So, but if you were dating somebody and he didn't know how to fish, like you guys were on a fishing trip or something, some, some adventure where you needed to fish and he didn't know how, would you be like, why don't you know how? Or would you be like, no, it's okay. We can like go like kill a squirrel or something. Ew. <laughs> no. Um, I wouldn't judge someone for not knowing how to fish, considering I probably met them in New York City. Okay. Fair. <laughs> Although Fair. I've fished. I've gone shark fishing one time. I have a picture holding a shark. <laughs> make the, that your, please the, make that your dating app profile On the back picture. of a boat, yeah. Tank tops. A guy in a tank top. Is he at the gym? This person says tank tops. Men don't belong in tank tops. <laughs> <laughs> Does he have a really good body? Yeah, let's give him some nice arms. Okay. I'm okay with the tank top. Okay. Nice. <laughs> a dude standing next to a car. Is he like posing next to the car that's not his? I think he's doing one of those like straight guy poses where you just kind of like stand <laughs> like this and have your arms like in front of you <laughs> and the car is right next to him. And it's like clearly like he was like, dude, take a picture of me. And he's like next to the car. <sighs> you know what? It's like. It's really tough on dating apps because guys don't have pictures of themselves. Okay, let's talk about this. Okay. Because I was reading these and I was like, we need to give the guys a little bit of grace and a little bit of slack because they are just never in a position to take photos. Because if they do ask their buddies to take a photo, the buddies are like, ah, ah, yeah. <laughs> So they never have pictures. Yeah. And or, so they have to depend on like trying to get a group shot when they're out with their friends or like something like that, which isn't helpful on a dating app. At all. A car, a car and a fish are two great ways for a straight guy to say, all right, let's take a photo. Because it's like, look at the fish, look at the car. They're not saying look at me, but clearly they're going to like get into their stance and pools. Yeah, I definitely have learned to give a little bit more cut them a little slack because I think guys are generally hotter in person than they are on apps and they are in their shitty pictures. Totally. Because they're not able to, that's the other thing, pose or like they don't spend enough time in the front facing camera to like get to know the slope of their nose <laughs> to get to know which podcasting camera is perfect for the shot. So I understand how they could be like, you know, it's funny because my brothers are always like I'm the only one that takes pictures of them because they're not out there taking pictures by themselves and I'm always like okay can you guys like like I'm just like pose like do what you need to do to get the shot like can you look that way like chin up like do the thing they really don't have any idea and they don't know about lighting either they it's don't know horrible lighting. and they come up with these weird faces where I'm like you really have to catch them off guard like in a like a smiley moment and then you get the shot because if you tell them to smile, they'll be like, yeah, you got to get candids, I guess. Or like a lot of guys, people don't like mirror pics with guys on dating apps. Okay. Somebody said there? mirror pics. And I'm just like, well then. That's all they have. That's all they have. <laughs> all they have is the mirror and a dream. <laughs> How else are they going to get a pic? 
or or the ones where they like it's clearly them with their ex-girlfriend and they like put an on, emoji and put it in the paint app and like scratch her face out i'm like okay <laughs> this is getting weird <laughs> you don't have anything else it's only five pictures so I just, I, I'm glad you said that because I knew that I wanted to like go on my little like give guys grace spiel, but um, it was also funny that people, you know, there are certain things that some people said were turnoffs and some were turn-ons, like film photos. Is it, if it's a good one, like, yeah, arts, artistic? Yeah, like, does it give you like, oh, like, he's like knows how to develop a camera like knows if it's how to a like... good picture yeah i'm all for good pictures what makes me immediately swipe left is the first picture with a guy with a blunt or a cigarette in his mouth okay gone right. okay why do people do that you don't smoke no but also even if i did like yeah the first picture do i really need you to be like yeah like, yeah with no, smoke blowing out of your mouth yeah. and little o circles like fuck off yeah <laughs> totally i i feel like dating app etiquette kind of um trickles over from social media etiquette mm. and they just don't really know either it's not for them wasn't wasn't built for them you know what i mean um somebody says new jersey <laughs> just new jersey period. if the first pick is frat bro energy mm. do you have a favorite dating app i would say hinge okay everybody says hinge people are saying that hinge has like the best aesthetic people are saying that they meet their lover on hinge like more often than not if somebody meets somebody on a dating app from what i've heard it's hinge i think it's the most like normal one it's the most neutral it seems yeah because it feels like tinder is a little too sexual sexy it's a little too like hookup-y bumble is a little bit too like believe women right because it's like don't the women have to like <laughs> throw the first rock <laughs> the women have to make the first move yeah okay and i feel like weirdly a lot of girls don't like doing that like a lot of girls that I know, which is so funny, like to like have all their suitors like line up. There is something about like a guy, like you want to be pursued. Yeah. You know, totally. like you want him to make the first move and send the first message and yeah, ask yeah. you out or whatever. But like, I also don't have a problem with that. Like, well, because on Hinge, either party can make yes, the first move. Okay. Yeah. And but on Bumble, you don't have a choice. And does Hinge have the best prompts? Or do they all? How I do don't you know what the Bumble prompts are. How do you feel about voice notes? Because I know that that's <laughs> another thing that's kind of alongside the fish holding pictures. It's kind of like a meme. It's kind of like a joke, like it's hinge cringe. voice notes. It's like, it's so cringy when it's cringe. But like, I think it could, it could also be, it's a good way to weed people out. Totally. Because I don't, I'm very picky about guys' voices. There's so many ways that it could go wrong there's not that many that it could go right because in order for it to go right you have to be doing something kind of funny yeah like it has to be a joke but then it also has to be a funny joke and th that's like hard yes uh especially for straight men <laughs> they're not that funny i think that um what was i gonna say about the voice note i've seen so many like witty back and forth with the voice notes on like made into tiktoks yeah and i think that is funny but I don't know. I probably would skip that prompt personally. Okay. Like no, I just wouldn't even do it. No voice notes. Yeah. Yeah. Are you on any of the dating apps right now? No, I'm not. It's been a while. I haven't been on Hinge since the voice note feature was introduced. Would you do uh, a content boyfriend? Because I've thought about having like a boyfriend like literally for content. Because you're, you know, you're on Instagram. Like would you enter a relationship that 
is based upon like a mutual desire to like make money through content. Is that insane? Wait, is it just so that like, because couples get more like engagement and like, yeah, I wouldn't like if you met a guy and he was like also hot, also on Instagram and he was like, yo, the holidays are coming up. Let's do like six months with a manager and like book some deals. I think the stakes are too high for me at this point because people are going to be all up in my business and think that like, uh, like I'm not going to hard launch somebody unless it's serious. Okay. So no content boyfriend for me. Okay. Have you ever had a boyfriend on your social media? Yeah. A long time ago, my ex, um, like my five year ex, this was like, I actually, nobody knows this. I had a different Instagram. (laughs) Only my like real people know this. Hello? Yeah. So my my middle name is Vaughn and my last name is something else. <laughs> so when I moved to New York and started modeling, I decided I was going to go by Chelsea Vaughn. Chelsea Vaughn Smith. <laughs> Chelsea That's Vaughn. That's actually close. <laughs> That's actually close to what it is. No, but I've never publicly like told anyone my last name. Wow. So like my stage name, I guess, like my entertainment name is Chelsea Vaughn. And so my real, my original Instagram was my first and last name. We are here today with Chelsea Vaughn Smithers, and <laughs> she is giving us all of the secret tea. Yeah. Okay. So, so my, on my other Instagram, I had posted my boyfriend. And how do you feel about seeing other people's relationships unfold on social media? Mm, I think, do you, like whatever you feel you at feel the time. You feel any sort of way. I do think some people use it like for content. For sure. I think some people like just want to have like cute couple TikTok content. And like, I think some people overdo it. Well, we've all been with, you know, we've all gone out to drinks or whatever with a couple that is constantly like bickering. But then <laughs> online, they're like lovey-dovey Best and like, ever. the cutest pictures. Yeah. And I'm just like, y'all are like, isn't that awkward for you guys to do that whole dance? Like to me, I'm like, if there was any sort of like weirdness or like animosity like I would not be able to like post a boomerang of like the late night wine you know what I mean yeah I think people are pretty fake on social media in general but I think couples too it's like they look so the ones that look the most perfect on Instagram I'm like you have the most problems for sure (laughs) okay so when somebody's dating on social media and they break up do you think that we as the followers are owed a statement (laughs) (laughs) because I so I had a boyfriend and we were on Instagram I actually met him on Bumble through a partnership but like it wasn't a content boyfriend but we did make like we took pictures together they were super cute when we broke up I wanted to do a black screen like please like we're no longer together (laughs) and I was like you know I was like it was my first like breakup I was like so sad and I just wanted to like you know people were invested and I wanted to like be like we're not together anymore and it was becoming obvious every day that we didn't post so half the people were like you need to tell us and half the people were like oh my god this is like your thing like it's fine to keep it private what do you think I don't think you owe the people an explanation right I don't either because let's be real people are gonna know yeah they're gonna find out eventually you stop posting them you're posting like you're single like they're gonna know and that's why I never ask people either it's like if things disappear I'm never gonna be like oh my god are you and Josh still to get like no because what if they broke up then that's like so hurtful and mean what about if you were dating somebody 
and they never posted you. Cause that's another thing that I see my girlfriends be like, oh, I would break up with him if he never posted me. And I'm just like, but like, would you like, it depends on the situation. If it was a guy that just never posted at all, mm -hmm. I wouldn't expect him to immediately start posting me and post me all the time. Yeah. If it was somebody who was always on his phone, like posts everyday stories, everyday grid pics, like reels and shit, and then just conveniently left me out. Like even if we were taking content together, like yes, that would bother me. Unless he had like a really good reason. Okay. Which I can't think of. Okay. <laughs> like. Like, no, you're a ghost on social media with me and in general, or you post me. Or we're full frontal. Yeah, like, don't be, it's just, it would be weird to purposely leave me out. Okay. Because I'd be like, okay, you have another girlfriend. It's just, I'm constantly agog just at how social media lives in our lives. And it's so interesting to see it kind of like infiltrate relationships. Um it's crazy. But I know. I talked about this on my episode last week with Serena because we were just like, social media is a part of our dating lives now. Yeah. Whether we like it or not. Some people were saying like, I used to think Instagram was like the best dating app. And now I keep on <laughs> going on dates with guys on social media, but we don't meet on dating apps. So the f fact of it being a date or not a date is like oh. unclear. And so I keep on going out with these guys and then I'm like, is this a date? Is it like a DM slide situation? And kind then, of, yeah. We're like DMing and then we're like being flirty, clearly. But then I'm like, so is it a or not? But how do you get to the going out part? It's like, want to grab a drink. That sounds like a date to me. No, I know. You would think. But then there, the fact that there's like a 2% chance that like this person could be like, what? We were just like hanging out. What? I just thought we were like <laughs> chatting on Instagram. Like, no, that's a date. <laughs> that's a date. Okay. Well, social media is something that we've we've got to keep talking about <laughs> you've reached the social media portion of this podcast so between filming the bachelor and having the bachelor air you're kind of laying low your instagram isn't seeing too much activity but once the bachelor does air what was that like on social media like were you just getting hundreds of followers every single day yeah it was actually crazy because before I went on, I had like, I think 1500 followers. Um, and like, I wasn't necessarily expecting anything. Like, obviously I wasn't expecting to be there as long as I was, but even if you are like, you still don't know what you're going to end up looking like on the show. You don't know how much they're going to show you. You don't know if people are going to like you or not. Um, so I was like overwhelmed in a good way. Like I had mostly positive feedback, but yeah, it, yeah. It was just like, once the episode started airing, then you just start getting like the followers are just rolling in. And so, I mean, I love to ask a verification story. Like do you, when you got verified, did you guys get like batch verified as like a TV show or? So I actually applied for verification like a few different times while the show was airing and got denied. And then it was maybe like the fifth time or something like me and a bunch of girls from my season, we put out, <laughs> we put out a statement against the franchise um, and their racism. And after that statement went out and the whole thing happened and Chris Harrison got fired or whatever, they verified all of us at the same time. Oh, okay. Like we didn't, I didn't apply that time. They just like handed them to us. Nice. Yeah. Blue check nation, yeah. bachelor nation. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter now, I guess. So you got, a, I know, right? <laughs> so you got a bunch of followers then while it was airing. Do you feel this pressure to like keep up with your bachelor success? 
a little bit just because you get used to that level of like engagement and interest. So like beforehand, like I said, I didn't have a lot of followers, whatever, I was modeling. And it was just like a page for my friends to look at my content and watch my stuff, whatever. And then once it became a job too, it's like, I feel, I do feel a pressure to be like, not, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know if relevant's the right word, but like, it just, it's only decreasing from here because the level of engagement and like things that were happening while it was on a TV show, it's like, it was crazy insane. So for my brain, that felt like that's where it should be. Mm-hmm. So then from now, from since then, it's like, it feels like it's just going downhill. But it's like, I have to retrain my brain to realize that what was happening at that time was insanity. <laughs> How far apart was The Bachelor versus Bachelor in Paradise? It was six months. Yeah. And did Bachelor in Paradise give you like a fresh boost? A little bit. I didn't have too much. I obviously wasn't one of the love stories on Paradise, so I didn't get too much like screen time or like meaningful screen time. That makes sense. Once you win The Bachelor or like you get into a relationship with another person in Batch Nation and you have like a People Magazine cover or like a People Magazine spread or whatever, that's when you really start to get like the big press jumps. Like I think for sure, like if you leave the franchise in a couple, then people are super, super invested in like your relationship as a whole and they want to continue following and see what you guys are doing. Um, so I think leaving single like definitely didn't help me in that aspect. Do you know Hannah Ann? No, not personally. I've okay. met her once. Okay. Um, I just asked because she was on the season that I watched and I thought she was so cute. And I followed her for a minute. I don't think I follow her anymore, but um, just curious if you guys are just like... There's enough of you now that have been through the Bachelor Mansion doors or the Bachelor Resort doors that like when you meet somebody and you say, oh, like you were on The Bachelor, what season? Like, is that an instant connection or is it like, okay, the sky's blue. What's up? I think, yeah, because we all have this underlying shared understanding that like other people will never get. And like can talk about things that we can't talk about with other people. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And I think it kind of just takes over your life a little bit for a year or two because it's just such a big deal and it's like the biggest thing that's happening and it feels like it's your whole world. So I feel like in those couple of years when it's a really big deal, like you want to hang out with people that get it and you want to like be part of it. Um, I feel like I'm kind of like on the other side of that more so now. Um, but at the time it's like, yeah, like that's why you see, I feel like bachelor people hanging out in cohorts because it's just like, oh, we're in the same city. Like, it's just a very easy way to kind of make friends. Yeah, it's kind of like college. Almost. I was like camp, but college feels more right. Like if I was in a sorority, yeah, it's it giving, might feel like that. Yeah, it's giving sorority. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, but um, I was going to say something else about the, about the followers. I can't remember. Sorry. <laughs> when other bachelor contestants start businesses or do something like other ventures are you like oh my gosh fuck I should have started a sunglasses company like the day that I got off filming like um I mean I do think the people that had companies or had a plan like that I think that was smart like it's always smart to capitalize on when you're most popular yeah I do think that was smart but I also think that a lot of people don't care to see that from us like, I think a lot of people are so annoyed at the fact that, like, they think everyone goes on this show already to become an influencer and to become famous, and they don't want people, like, shelling all their shit and, like, products. 
So even like, yes, I'm an influencer now, but like if I am using a product that I have been using for the past 10 years and I just love it, like if I post it now and it's a paid partnership, like people already assume that like I'm full of it. Yeah. Like they're just like, oh, she's just doing this to get a check, blah, 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 blah. blah. Like it doesn't matter if I, like I turned down so many partnerships yeah. because I, they don't align with me and I don't like the product. Yeah. But people don't see that part. They only see like, oh, she's doing another ad. Like, ew. Meanwhile, like I drink Grey Goose martinis every time I go out and I do a Grey Goose ad and they're going to be like, so (laughs) I mean, but talking about people saying like stupid things like when we were in Vegas, you were getting recognized left and right. So do you have like a best fan encounter? Ooh, I'll do best and I'll do worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give them give me both. (laughs) Okay, best. This is just very memorable because it was so weird. Um, This woman, not far from here, actually, it was like in Soho, ran up to me and asked me for my autograph. How sweet. (laughs) Like literally wanted me to autograph a piece of paper for her. And I thought that was the most adorable thing. Um, But my favorite kind of fan interactions are the ones where people kind of just do a drive by. Like they see you. Chelsea. They know you. They're like, hey, I loved you on the show. I don't want to bother you, but love you. And they just keep walking. Yes. Because it's like, yes, love a drive by. They're respectful of the time. They're respectful of everything. Like they just want to say hi. I don't mind taking pictures with people either. Um, But some people are like, I just don't like when people act entitled to like my time and energy. Yeah. Like they'll just be like, come here. Yeah, yeah. Picture. And not even, or like, I don't even know who you are, but like, I know my friend wants to take a picture, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that. Um, yeah. And then worst, <laughs> this is probably just most awkward. Um, I was at this I'm bar scared. in Williamsburg and this girl saw me and like just started sobbing like uncontrollably sobbing to the point where I had to like console her in my arms because she saw me. And I was like, this is, um, it's not that serious, babe. Wait, <laughs> was she drunk? I think so. And her boyfriend had no idea who I was. So she's just like sobbing into my arms. Chelsea yeah. Vaughn, <laughs> I'm just like, you're Chelsea Vaughn. And the boyfriend's like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, it's, it's okay, I just helped You're like, girl. it's okay, it's okay. Yeah. Yes. I had another bad one in Austin. P- drunk people are tough. Yeah. Like that's yeah, yeah. probably the worst because their inhibitions are down. They just like don't realize totally what's going on. And this guy like came up to me and like he didn't, I don't think he realized his own strength, but like he came up to me and like ran at me and like grabbed me and like scared Ooh. the shit out of me. Yeah. I was like, don't oh, touch right. me. Please. Yeah. I don't like that. His friends like grabbed him. We're like, we're so sorry. He's hammered. But I was just like, Ugh. Do you feel like a weird pressure when you get recognized to make sure that the experience yeah. is good so that they walk away being like, oh my God, I love Chelsea Vaughn. Yeah, I do for sure. Um, it's such a weird thing because you want to be like, how are you? Like, da, 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 da. And it's also awkward because these people feel like they know me and especially the ones that follow me on Instagram. Yeah. And like, I've had people come up to me and be like, oh my God, what happened with that thing in your ceiling? Because like I had a rat problem in my ceiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saga. And it's like, I forget that the numbers don't feel real when I see them on my Instagram. It's like, okay, I see thousands of people watching my story, but it feels like I'm just like talking to my friends. Yeah. And so then when people come up and mention things that I actually did, I'm like, whoa, (laughs) weird. Whoa, you know what's going on in my ceiling. Yeah, it was so odd, but I feel like it's because they feel like they know me and I don't know them at all. So I don't really have anything to contribute to the conversation. Yeah. So they'll be like, oh my God. And so I usually just say like, hey, like what's your name? Oh, like, you know, like, and try to give them a hug or something. Cause I, I don't know what else to do. 
Um, Love your shoes. Yeah. But I just, I, I mean, obviously I want them to have a good interaction and I don't want them to go around. Interaction. Like, that was the word I was looking for. I met Chelsea and she was awful. Like, of course I don't want that. I want people to walk away and be like, oh my God, she was so lovely. But sometimes I don't have the energy to be lovely. It's okay. I, I never really believe people's celebrity stories when they're like, Ariana Grande was a bitch. I'm like, oh. honey, do you know how many factors there are to go into like a little interaction with somebody of that caliber? Like True. they're not giving you anything like and you have no idea what's happening in that moment totally. like in their life when, yeah, they, they, when you went up to them they could be filming f or f shooting music videos or singing or something or with their boyfriend that you don't even yeah. really have yeah. oh my god taylor and joe oh yeah how do you feel about that i don't really know much about taylor's personal life um i just follow the music okay but do you know you know that i she, heard but did you know that she was dating joe or were you one of those people that like were like she was dating somebody I knew she was dating somebody. Okay. But you didn't know it was Joe. And he no. is kind of a weird one. If you don't know who he is, you're kind of like, I don't, huh? Yeah. You're like British actor. Like, I knew she was dating somebody. I just don't, I don't know him okay. like that. Yeah. But yeah. it sounds sad. Yeah. Well, speaking of dating someone, are you like, do you think you're ever going to go on The Bachelor again? Like, is there a certain amount of times you can go on The Bachelor? <laughs> Actually, no. There's this one guy that's, he's like, I call him like a lifer. Because um, he's been on like five or six shows. He's a bachelor lifer. A lifer. I I think I'm going to cap it at three. Cool. <laughs> um, I'm going on Bachelor in Paradise Canada. We didn't really talk about that. But it airs May 8th. Wow. So if any Canadians are listening. Chelsea in Canada coming up. <laughs> that's exciting. Yeah. So this is my third and final Bachelor show. And that's a paradise again? It is paradise. Yeah. And so where is there a paradise in Canada? It's... Somewhere near Toronto. It's like a lake beach town. Okay. Yeah. Was it cute? It was really cute. There's some there's some good vibes in Canada. There I really agree. are. I went to Quebec. Okay. I went to Montreal. Like, I don't know. It was just a good vibe. And I was like, wait, this is like, it's like European, but not, but like everybody speaks English. So it's fine. No, everybody has good energy there. Like Canadians are so nice. Yeah. This is literally why I went on the show because I met the production team like last two years ago or something. And they were so cool and so chill. And they, they were like, come on season two. And I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. And they convinced me because I was like, okay, you guys are cool. Like, you guys seem really chill. And it was like such a nice experience. Yeah. I mean, lovely. Canadians probably have good energy because their president is hot as fuck. <laughs> really... Or because of that health care. Yeah. Either or. <laughs> Both of them working together. Chelsea, I'm so glad I got to ask you every single question. Um, I am still baffled about the whole them making you do your own makeup and styling that's crazy to me but <laughs> thank you so much for coming on Harry Tales hanging out with me thank you for letting me tell my little tale of course do you have um a fact a fun fact not doesn't even necessarily need to be like from you or about you but it could just be like a fact that you use to impress people at a dinner table a dinner time fact. <laughs> um, I like to tell people that I met Oprah Winfrey in the bathroom. Wow. Wait, where? Well, it's not as like dramatic as it sounds because I was technically working for her at the time. <laughs> like She was but, my boss. I mean, technically I worked at, I interned at O Magazine. Oh, okay. But she cool. never came into the office. So it was, and none of the other interns got to meet her and I just happened to bump into her in the bathroom. So it was a cool story. Was it one of those, like you came out of the stall and Oprah was at the sink? <laughs> I went in first and there was security outside the bathroom and I was like, what's going on? And she was in there. But then when I went in, I think they told her like, get out. 
So I didn't like bump into her at this. I saw her like we we in passing. Yes. And then I went to the sink and she was like gone. We didn't have sink conversation. She was gone. She was gone. She was like gone like a went. ghost. Yeah, wow. she was gone. Amazing. Well, I'll be sure to tell my friends that at dinner I'll be like Chelsea ran into Oprah in the bathroom. No context. <laughs> crickets it'll be great yeah um thank you so much for coming on this has been great keep bacheloring <laughs> i'll keep up with you on instagram where can my listeners keep up with you yeah uh, my instagram is at chelsea vaughn tiktok is at chelsea vaughn underscore and my podcast is vulnerable it's at vulnerable pod on youtube and it's r recorded right here yes in the harry tale studio yes in the vulnerable studio you can find it on everywhere where pods pod yes absolutely <laughs> well Harry Taylors, we'll be back next week. Thanks again, Chelsea, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.